Hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John, and you have found me right here at the intersection of faith and culture. This is the Off the Bench podcast, and today I'm going to be hitting some of the headlines and trying to encourage you guys to go check out some really awesome Amazon reviews from my books. You guys are going to love this. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. thank you guys for tuning in today. It's always fun for me to read your questions as they come in. And uh, today's no different. I'm going to be answering a couple of listener questions. But before I do that, I thought I would uh, read some reviews too. So I've been sort of uh, teasing that I would do this for a long time and I keep forgetting, but I thought, you know, this is actually, it's gotten to the point where I think it's funny. And when you're someone who is willing to put your opinions out there. And I know a lot of you can relate to this, right? You share something that, you know, this is what you think. And so you share it on Instagram or social media or whatever, you know, what, whatever platform you choose uh, to share it on. And then people come at you, right? And so anytime you put yourself out there, you should expect, you know, criticism. When I started to run for Congress, the very first uh, night that I did that, we had trans activists show up at the Homeschool Resource Center and they were holding flags and, and signs about how I hate people. And of course, none of that's true. But uh, sometimes you have to sit back and laugh. And that's sort of what I feel like doing every time I read reviews on Amazon. So I want to read to you some of my favorites uh, from my book, Becoming Mom Strong: How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. That book came out in 2017. And it really is my story of, uh, of finding healing and sort of finding my way as a mother. And uh, it's a story of redemption. It's uh, a story of why I think it's so important that we train our children in righteousness and, and talk to our kids very openly and honestly about what's happening in the culture. And so uh, that book was years and years in the making. And I was really happy to get it out there finally. And I love working with Tyndale. I've been working with them for a long time, but this is, these are great. You guys are going to love this. So uh, some guy who won't say who he is, uh, uh, the initials A-N-Y-P. So I don't know what that means, but this was the review that was left on October 25th of 2022. This is my favorite one. I wish I could rate the reviews. It says, I noticed something seemed off when I started the book, talking about my book. So when I started Heidi's book, so I looked up the author on Instagram. Heidi is anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti-public school. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. You guys, he nailed it. He totally knows me. Uh, Pro-Trump, pro-building a wall, anti-Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera. Extremely disappointing and such a poor representation of Christ's love for all. So I love it when someone brings in woke ideology and then somehow if you don't subscribe to woke ideology, you, you're you a poor representation of Jesus Christ. And I think we miss the, the Jesus that was turning over uh, uh, tables in the, in the temple, of course, uh, chastising the Pharisees, the religious elites of the day. And, but this, this, uh, this review is pretty, pretty dead on. I definitely anti-mask. They don't work garbage. I mean, we have taught for generations and I'm actually going to be teaching coming up next week. I'm going to take you guys through the history of the public schools so that you understand sort of where we started, because if you know where we started, then you'll see, well, the schools are actually doing exactly what they were designed to do. They're not broken. They're working perfectly well. But I thought this was great that uh, this person says that they noticed something was off when they started the book. So I said to my husband, I said, well, I must have been doing something right if he noticed right away. Uh, Heidi St. John, anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti-public school. Uh, I just got done speaking with Ken Ham. He came here to Vancouver and we did a series of events together. 
And he and I have, of course, we share exactly the same opinion of the public schools, which is that they are broken. We need to be praying for Christian teachers to be in those schools, Christian administrators, but they are no place for Christian children. And Ken has started calling them anti-God schools. And he explained this to an audience in Battleground, Washington at Word of Grace Church by saying, you know, Jesus said, you're either for me or you're against me. So he asked, you know, the audience, is the public school system for God? Well, no, obviously not. So then they're against him. So he says, I think we should start calling them the anti-God schools. Like this is where uh, so-and-so sending their kids to the anti-God school in Battleground, or you could send your kid to an anti-God school in Chicago or whatever it is, right? And I thought that was so wise because that's exactly what they are. And you'll notice they're not anti-religion per se. Uh, There's a school not too far from here that closes down the teacher's lounge every day so that a Muslim student can pray to Allah. They're not anti-religion. They're specifically anti-Christianity. And this is getting more and more blatant as the years go by. But I thought, you know, this person's review of me was actually pretty spot on. Yes, I am anti-mask. I'm anti-forced vaccine. I'm especially anti-experimental forced vaccine. Um, I'm definitely, I voted for President Trump twice. And if he's at the top of the ticket, I'll do it again. I'm absolutely in favor of building a wall, close down our southern border. Shouldn't we know who's coming into the country? And so uh, whoever left this review for me, thank you very much. Uh, You nailed it. Uh, good job. Anyway, next person said, uh, I wish I could have read more reviews before buying this book. Within the first chapter, it's very clear that the author is against gay marriage and transgenders. Well, I, I think there's another way to put that. I am pro godly marriage and I am pro male and female. I believe in sex and gender the way that God defines it. There's only two genders and men can't get pregnant. Uh, she says, this isn't how I'm choosing to raise my kids, which is very sad because that's really, frankly, a large part of what's wrong with the culture right now. So if you feel the same way I do, this book isn't for you. I'm really disappointed. I was hoping to learn more about the Bible and uh, how to pass it on to my kids. I will be returning this book. Okay, so I would also just like to say, if you want to learn more about the Bible, you will be equally disappointed to find out that God is also anti-gay marriage and he is also anti-transgender because God created us in his image, male and female. For this reason, a man should leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. The two should become one flesh. So if you don't like what I was saying, you're not going to like what God's saying in his word either, but that's great. Also, this person said that they purchased the book for a Bible study group and had to stop reading after page 12. I should go back and find out what's on page 12. God wants us to love others as he has loved us. We are all sinners and one sin is not greater than another for God is the judge, not mankind. I'm not gay, but I also think the world has far worse things for me to worry about as a mother than if a man likes another man. Well, I guess I would just say to you, there are not very many things that are more important than teaching God's truth as it relates to basic human relationships. If we can't honor God's word in basic human relationships, we're going to have a hard time with the rest of our lives and uh, walking with God in any area of life. And one thing that I think I am pretty well known for saying and have been saying this for a very long time is, and she, this this person is absolutely correct. There isn't one sin that is that that God elevates above another. Right, all sin separates us from God. Right, we've been born into sin. We are uh, contrary to the founding fathers of the government school systems, the anti God school systems. We are not inherently good. The Bible says we are inherently wicked. In fact, uh, the Bible says in in the Psalms and in the Proverbs that our the human heart is so wicked that it's hard to even understand it, right? Who can know it? The heart is so wicked. But 
we still need to say what God says is sin. And again, this is not Christian rocket science. What has happened is we have decided as Christians, particularly as woke progressive Christians, that there are certain parts of the Bible that we just simply deny, that we just don't adhere to. And so that's that's true. Another person said that her life group was doing the Bible study that accompanies the book, so she purchased it. She was alarmed that the first chapter in my book was openly homophobic. Okay, I would just like to say homophobia, the, the very definition would assume that you have some sort of a phobia, right? That you have a fear of a homosexual person. I have no fear of homosexuals. In fact, uh, I know many of them and I'm not afraid of them. I just simply disagree. And so she was alarmed at, at what she thought was openly homophobic and thought the, the author was very closed-minded about people who believe differently than I do. Um, I've been not been disappointed in the Bible study, but she said she was disappointed in the anti-attitude that put out early in the book. And so uh, that's true. This person said the whole book felt like one long rant about her agenda and her way of raising kids is best. Well, first of all, I would like to clear something up. Uh, I don't think that my way of raising kids is best. I do think that God's way is best. I think that when we tell our kids the truth about the Bible, when we tell our kids the truth about what God says is true, and we base our, our foundation for parenting on that, then our kids have a better opportunity of walking with the Lord and finding the blessing that comes from staying inside the boundaries that God has set up. I certainly do not want to claim that I have the, the corner in the market on good parenting. I've had many, many, many bad parenting days. And in fact, I shared a lot of them in the book and I was also criticized for that. And so, uh, and so that's always fun. Anyway, that's just a couple of the reviews that are out there. I don't want to spend too much more time on it today, but it really is kind of fun when you go and you kind of hear what people say about you and you recognize, okay, hey, the messaging's actually, yeah, that's actually pretty right on. But I think when we, when we as believers, and I want to encourage some of you who I think um, I hear from you occasionally who are just, you know, afraid to put yourself out there because you just can't, you feel like I'm going to buckle under the criticism. We should never see ourselves through the lens of other people. We want to see ourselves through the lens of the one who made us. You guys hear me talk about this all the time, but strong families don't happen by accident. Lots of time in prayer, intentional time spent together, and teaching the values that really matter are what build strong families. It isn't easy, but Brave Books makes it a little bit easier. Brave Books believes in the power of the family unit to shape the next generation, and you guys know that's my jam. Their family book subscription includes a book per month with family activities and lessons that teach subjects like freedom versus communism, traditional gender identity, and the importance of being truthful. They are such great books, and your kids are going to love them. This is a great Christmas gift that will keep on giving well into the new year. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi to save 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. That's bravebooks.com, coupon code Heidi. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And is what we are doing 
honoring to the Lord. God loves everyone. And I made that very clear in Becoming Mom Strong. I said that I think this generation of mothers, and I'm standing on this, is not prepared, wasn't prepared for the onslaught of the sexual agenda that is coming from the alphabet mafia. And that's very true. And this teaching and all of this stuff is just baked into now the public school system, the anti-God school system. And it's going to be impossible, I think. It's going to be impossible to actually get it out. And so more important now than it's ever been for us to know God's word, to defend his word, to love people. We can love people and still tell the truth. But what's happened in the culture that we live in now is if you if you share an opinion a, a point of view, a thought that's different from another, let's say a progressive Christian, then suddenly you're hateful, you're homophobic. Well, if that's the truth, then then their opinion of God is the same way because the, what God says in his word will stand. The Bible says that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, this generation will come and go. But the word of God, the truth of God, the eternity that we will be spending either in heaven with Christ or in hell, that is reality. And we need to be thinking very hard about where we're going to be and what we want to prepare our children for in the days to come. I thought this was interesting. Some of you guys follow a guy named uh, a guy named uh, Mark Ruffalo. I actually really used to like him. He's like the wokest of the woke Marvel TV stars, Marvel movie stars. But he tried to smear President Trump the other day by posting an image, which he didn't look, he, you know, he didn't do his, do his research to see if the image was even accurate or not. But in his, uh, in, in his zest to, you know, to paint Trump as a pedophile and as a monster, you know, guys, some of you are like, who's Mark Ruffalo? Well, Mark Ruffalo is the guy who played the Hulk in the Marvel movies. He's been in lots of movies. And actually, I, you know, for a long time, I really enjoyed him. And like so many other Hollywood celebrities, he can't stick to movies. He's decided he's also a politician. And that's fine. I mean, he's, he's entitled to his own opinion. But I thought this was really interesting. He shared this on Twitter and he called President Trump gross. And uh, he said that the MAGA movement wants to paint everyone on those flights as pedophiles, except for the guy who smiles in a group of young girls all headed to Epstein's Fantasy Island with him. My bet is that there are some decent Republicans left in America who think this is going too far, except for the image he shared uh, that showed supposedly President Trump with a bunch of young girls on a plane going to Epstein Island was completely AI generated, 100 percent false. And so then instead of saying, oh, man, I'm really sorry, that, that was super lame. He went onto Twitter and he just blamed Twitter for it, or the, the platform is called X now, which I think is a really dumb name, but whatever. Uh, he had to, you know, move outside of his echo chamber to see that what he said was wrong. It would have been, you know, he said he was sorry that he did it, but then he blamed it on uh, on Twitter. He blamed it on Twitter for saying, you're not doing a very good job of protecting the public from false information when it really was Mark Ruffalo who shared the false information. We're going to have to be really careful, you guys, in the days to come because AI has become so prevalent. And you look at these pictures and you literally cannot tell that they are Photoshop, that they're not real pictures. And some of these programs now are so uh, well written that you can literally speak into it and say, you know, uh, create for me a scene this is, you know, a picture of my front yard. Turn this into a Scottish castle with a with a lake in front of it. And I want to see Donald Trump on a rowboat in the middle of the lake. And boom, AI will put that together for you. You could put that picture out there as if it was real because what AI is doing is it's collecting all this information 
from the internet and then creating something that isn't actually true. That's dangerous. And I think we're going to see an awful lot of it. A couple of years ago, I shared a false picture, something I thought was true, uh, that happened to be a picture of uh, the Pope wrapped in, not wrapped in, but holding a gay flag. And I, you know, and it actually didn't, it didn't surprise me. I just thought, of course, that's true about him because his, his, his position on climate change, I mean, he is the wokest Pope in the history of the world, right? I'm sorry. I know some of you guys really like him, but I am I'm frustrated on a hundred different levels with him, but it, it, it didn't make what I did, what I did right. So I shared this image. The image was wrong. And I had to take it down and then issue an apology. I should have done my homework. That picture looked so real. I didn't realize it had been uh, generated by artificial intelligence. But the way to make an apology is just to say, hey, I'm really sorry. I screwed up. I put that up there and it's a wrong picture. Mark Ruffalo doesn't know how to issue an apology because when he, you know, quote unquote, apologized, he just turned around and blame shifted and he blamed Elon Musk over at X because after all, it's Elon's fault that Mark Ruffalo is posting pictures that aren't actually true. In other news and stories that you just cannot make this stuff up, uh, an Amish farm was raided a couple of days ago by the government. And this to me, okay, I'm just going to read this out of the Western Journal so that I don't mess it up. It says, uh, state employees, including members of the Pennsylvania State Police, raided Amos Miller's Lancaster County Farm Thursday reportedly as a result of an investigation into the farmer's supposed violations of state food safety codes. Miller, and some of you guys will be familiar with his story because I've talked about it before on the show. He's been involved for a long time with the dispute uh, with the federal and local governments over food and meat inspection and health safety guidelines after officials accused him of selling dangerous food that doesn't meet inspection standards. In a warrant Dated January 3rd, the Pennsylvania health agents served on Miller. This is so awesome, you guys. This is in the thing. This is what they said. Uh, they said that he sought, among other things, illegal raw milk and raw milk products, including eggnog. <laughs> we can't have that. So let me get this straight. So the Biden administration, the, the, the FBI, you know, go ahead, Antifa, and burn down our cities and, you know, try all, you know, all kinds of all manner of uh, wickedness in our cities. But let's go after the Amish farmer who's trying to sell raw eggnog to people and let's raid his farm and terrorize his community for that. Yeah, that's where we are right now. It's kind of an embarrassing time to be uh, an American citizen, right? So I think as we move into 2024, we're going to see more shenanigans like this. And it makes me sad. And I, I was actually really glad to see Thomas Massey, of course, one of the smartest guys and one of the the, uh, the most uh, bold in telling the truth. He said, it looks like Amos Miller's farm is being raided with all the problems in society today. This is what the government wants to focus on. So forget the fact that we've got... Uh, our, our southern border is an absolute mess. We just hit the highest debt that this country has ever had, the debt ceiling now higher than it's ever been. And what is the government doing? They're raiding a Miss Miller's farm. So uh, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, pretty fascinating stuff. So before I stop talking about the Mark Ruffalo story, I think it's also really important to remember that there is really a right way and a wrong way to issue an apology. And the right way is to just say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I messed up. And what he said, and I quote, he said, sorry, folks, apparently these images are AI fakes. The fact that the fact Trump was on Epstein's plane and what Epstein was up to 
is not. Be careful. Elon's X and his allowing so much disinformation here is driving the value of his app down by 55%. So instead of just owning his stuff, he blamed uh, Elon Musk and Elon's platform, which is formerly known as Twitter. And he would have been much more, uh, he would have had much more credibility if he just would have said, oops, I messed up. Looks like AI has uh, gotten another another one for the record book. So let's be careful as we move into 2024. I think we're going to see more and more of this kind of stuff coming out. And uh, we're going to have to do our homework, myself included. And I told you guys, I've had trouble with that in the past as well. So I want you guys to be encouraged as we move forward uh, in the month of January. Tomorrow, my friend Kurt Cameron is coming on the show with me. And we're going to be talking all things uh, parenting and education and his, of course, partnership with Brave Books. And I'm very excited to be working with Kirk. I think you guys are going to love this interview. One of the things I love about Kurt Cameron is he was given, obviously, at a very young age, I think he was 13 when he started on the show Growing Pains, which almost everyone remembers. He has taken that platform and actually done good things with it. And I I know that, uh, and I think I tell him this on the show, you know, my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, would call Kurt Cameron a hope dealer. And he's going to be coming on the show tomorrow and dealing some hope. You guys are going to be so encouraged. So tune in for that. I would love it if you would go and answer the question of the day over at the podcast. You can do that by hopping on over to Spotify. And I'd encourage you to leave reviews for, uh, for my book because I mean, Mom Strong or any of the books that I've written. And actually, I read some of the negative reviews, but there are lots and lots and lots more uh, positive reviews on the book. I just think that the negative ones are really funny. But there are 1,747 ratings as a 4.8 out of five stars that my book gets on Amazon. And I wanted to read a couple of them to you because I realized... I just read the bad ones because uh, the bad ones are funny, but the good ones uh, are encouraging. I hope uh, that the message that is in Becoming Mom Strong and my new uh, devotional, Mom Strong 365, Everyday Truths for Everyday Moms, I hope that that's an encouragement. That actually needs a lot more review. So if you guys would love to review a book for me, that'd be the one I'd ask you to review and I'd be so thankful. But uh, this one came out on December 3rd, 2023. That's actually my daughter's birthday. And it said, this is one of my favorite favorite and best books I've ever read. It's a very easy read. I think everyone should read it. It's also a great gift. That was from Kendall. Thank you, Kendall. And Graceful Teacher Mama wrote on September 30th, 2023, this book was an incredible help to all moms. So many times we feel alone, like no one understands, but this book helps to realize we all go through similar struggles. A friend invited me to do this study along with her right when our first child left for college. My favorite quote from Heidi's book is, quote, I was launching an arrow, not throwing out a boomerang, and God could take better care of my daughter than I ever could. Heidi's book has helped with my transition so much for me to realize that God is in control of all situations, and I cannot recommend this book enough to any mom who is dealing with diapers to letting go. That really was the point of Becoming Mom Strong. It's to uh, touch on ministry to mothers at every single step along the way from diapers to diploma. You have a tremendous opportunity to impact your children 
and your grandchildren for the glory of God. And so I hope you guys will check it out. Becoming MomStrong and MomStrong 365. Also, Bible Promises for Moms is available there and uh, Prayers for the Battlefield. I also have a brand new Bible study that we finished in uh, in the fall of this year. It is called Born on a Battlefield, Spiritual Strategies for Moms in the Trenches. That is about a month-long study and it's in print form. I'd encourage you to get that. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com. Just click on the store and find that book. Uh, and we are very excited. I can also get it on Amazon. We're really excited about that book. If you are struggling to just find your footing as a mother, Born on a Battlefield is a wonderful uh, study of taking just into the Word of God and outlining the principles of motherhood and encouraging you that, yes, you were born for this, and God has an incredible uh, plan for your life as it relates to shepherding this generation. You guys, we are so thankful for you. Thankful for your listenership. Thank you for your encouragement. If you want to reach out to me, you know how to do that. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I would love to hear from you. And we're getting ready to launch my speaking season coming up. And I'll be talking more about the places that I'll be in the coming months. I can't wait to see many of you out on the road. And my women's conference, Faith That Speaks, is coming up in Vancouver, Washington. The registration link is not live for that, but that will be happening March 1st and 2nd right here in Vancouver, Washington. If you want to see the Homeschool Resource Center, we're going to be actually holding that conference here at Firmly Planted Family. We can't wait for you to come. And speaking of Firmly Planted Family, we've got so many good things coming up on the calendar for you guys. Uh, We are very, very excited to welcome Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. Phil Gunger is going to be doing that presentation, that seminar for married couples right here at Firmly Planted Family. That's coming up February 16th and 17th. And Phil Gunger is going to be joining me later on this week on the show just to talk about marriage and why it's so important that we laugh together and that we invest as much as we can in the marriage relationship. We want to encourage you in all things related to marriage and family here at Firmly Planted Family and at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. You can find out more by going to firmlyplantedfamily.org. You guys, we love you so much. Have a great day. Love your people well. And I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.